Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. We are at episode 89, your sneaky self-belief. Such a great topic that has really come up for several clients in the last week. As you know, I love to create podcast episodes inspired by what my clients are moving through. And as I'm preparing for the launch of my course, which you guys might be hearing me shout from the mountaintops about on Instagram, follow me at Claire the Heartbreak Coach if you have not already. I have announced the launch date. It is Tuesday, November 24th. And wait for it, drumroll please, on the ridiculous price the ridiculously affordable price of $597. Now, I recognize that my thought, ridiculously affordable, might not resonate with you. Some of you might think that's not ridiculously affordable, Claire. It's a pandemic. I've lost my job. I totally hear you. And as you all know, if you've been listening to me for a while, I know that you create money with your brain. You create every result you want with your brain. So if the result that you want to create is getting the course into your hands, how can you think differently instead of automatically, I can't afford it, right? If you can't afford it, you're not even going to do the work to explore how you could make it affordable for you. This is my own personal money work. As many of you know, having listened to me for a long time, I was a broke as a joke, starving actress for majority of my 20s, over half of my 30s. I'm now almost 40 years old. And my money journey was a huge transformational journey. And the most valuable because I truly believe How you are in one area of your life is how you are in all areas of your life, which is why I want to do this particular topic, your sneaky self-belief. It's no surprise to me that lots of heartbroken women, I hear from people, I get DMs on Instagram and emails and messages that not only am I heartbroken, but I am so broke. And that was 100% my experience. I remember at 30 years old in my rock bottom relationship Go to episode five if you have not heard my heartbreak story. And I was following Gabby Bernstein at the time. I still love and respect Gabby so much, but I have so many teachers now in my, in my, uh, in my, what's the word I'm looking for? In my treasure box of thought leaders and coaches. And at the time, I just waited every single Monday for Gabby's vlog, hopefully in the same way you guys wait every Monday for my podcast. And Gabby was doing this weekend getaway in the Berkshires. And there was just no way in hell. And probably at the time, it was like half the price of what my course is. So I know how it feels to automatically think the thought, I'm never going to be able to afford that. I can't afford that. I can barely make my rent. And at the time, I didn't have access to the tools that I now have. There's so much free content. There's also Jen Sincero's book, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Get that book. That book changed my life and inspired me to make my investment in coaching at the next level happen. Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic, also talks about how even if you're broke as a joke, 
as an artist or whatever it is you do, we still manage to create the things that we want with our brains, right? And she talks about how if two lovers live across the country from each other and they're super broke, they figure out a way how to afford that plane ticket to see each other, right? And so I know a lot of you aren't traveling over the holidays. Hopefully you're staying safe and vigilant. If you are traveling, what if you could use that and put it towards this course? It's not my business or my responsibility to tell you guys how to make it happen. But if many of you are listening, thinking, oh, shit, I can't even afford that. You know, her one-on-one is so ridiculously expensive, right? If that's what's going on in your brain and you're still finding that the 597 is too much of a stretch, I hear you. And don't do what I did at 30 years old, which is just toss my hands and not make it happen. Go make it happen. You can make it happen. And I'm saying this to those of you who are sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I want it so badly and I just can't, right? I can't is a thought. How can you make it happen if you want to make it happen? How can you make healing your heart and learning how to fall in love with you and find someone better happen? The name of this course is Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. But that middle section, there's four sections. I also teach you exactly how to do thought work. I hear from so many of you who say, I I conceptually get what you're saying, but I don't know how to apply it. And it's really because you're just doing the thought work wrong. And I cover all of that in the introduction section. Then we move into the stop wanting him back section. And then we move into what I believe is the most important section, the fall in love with you section before we get to the find someone better section. So I really realized I've been saying this whole time. I think the fall in love with you section is the most important. And it's usually the part in my one-on-one coaching that my clients are the least jazzed about. Some of them really get into their relationship with themselves, but they're either hung up on Mr. Wrong or Jones in to find Mr. Right. By the way, I use the pronoun him for a majority of the time, if not all the time, because of my own experience as a heterosexual woman who has moved through a fuck ton of heartbreak and has now landed the man of her dreams through very deliberate, intentional thinking. And I'm now extra seeing the value of the fall in love with you section, not just because I've now watched my entire course, but I'm really hearing my clients not even recognize how their lack of belief in themselves or how they automatically think shit is happening to them outside of them, outside of their love lives. So what I mean by that is most people come to me because they want to heal their hearts and find someone better. And I will totally admit to, yes, I I charge a high-end ticket price for my one-on-one coaching. And so a lot of these women are very successful in their own right and very financially abundant. Some aren't, and they just figured it out because they felt that their coaching was the most important, like me, food, shelter, coaching. That Those are my three top priorities of what to pay for in my life. And they come to me and they say, majority of my clients say, Claire, I have the greatest friends. I have a pretty great family, even if I want to murder them sometimes. I relate. (laughs) 
and I've got a great career. You know, I love where I live, great home life. It's just this one area in my love life. Then we start talking about different things in their lives, different relationships in their lives, different careers, and they have these sneaky thoughts that are really holding them back and ultimately relieve their limiting beliefs about themselves. Example number one, I work with a doctor who is 33 years old. She blows me away. I'm like, what? I have to call you duck? <laughs> so intelligent just so lovely, has been listening to the podcast and finally bit the bullet and dove all into this coaching work. And that was exactly her or everything else in my life, Claire, is great. And everything is great. I'm not diminishing that everything isn't great in her life or saying that everything isn't great in her life. But we started talking and something came up. I can't remember exactly what she said, but then I was like, well, what are your thoughts about your patients? And she was like, oh my gosh, I have so much anxiety around my patients. And I said, oh, are they in like, because she's a primary care physician. And I said, well, oh, do some of them have life-threatening illnesses going on? And she said, no, they just have so much anxiety, even though nothing is wrong with them. And I'm like, so you have anxiety over their fake anxiety. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, and your anxiety comes from your thinking about their anxiety. So let me say that again. She has anxiety. Anxiety is a feeling and your thought creates a feeling. And so she just has these automatic thoughts that make her feel anxious about her client's anxiety that's unnecessary. So she has unnecessary anxiety about her patient's unnecessary anxiety. One of the greatest, most powerful lessons that I learned and why I really, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, your business changed when you hired a coach. 100% my business changed when I hired a coach because she taught me how to elevate my business and to really very intelligently and strategically grow my business from a place of utmost integrity and love and I'm beyond grateful for it. But I think the biggest reason why my business got taken to the next level over the and has blown up in the last two years, a little over two and a half years, or about two and a half years, doesn't matter, is because I learned to be a better coach. It wasn't about business strategy. I learned to be a better coach because Stacy doesn't give a shit about any of her clients' drama. She thinks it's funny. She has no interest in getting into the pool with us and feeling sorry for us and holding our hands. And oh, I know life is so hard. Growing a business is so hard. Being a female entrepreneur is hard. Hell no. She has no time for it because all of that trauma doesn't get you to the finish line. And so I really offered that to her. I'm like, you're just totally indulging these patients. She is an on-call primary care physician. Sorry, that took me a second. I was like, wait, how do I say it? An on-call primary care physician, on-call majority of the time. And so she's constantly thinking about them and having anxious thoughts about them. And then she's trying to show up in her love life in a different way. But the reality is, is that she's just in a majority of the time, a state of anxiety. 
How do you think that that's serving her? I always say who you are in one area of your life is who you are in all areas of her life. So she'll get a little chuckle listening to this because I gave her her homework to do thought models, use the thought tools that I'll teach you in this course, stop wanting him back and find someone better to see the way her thinking is creating her results in all areas of her life. Her patient's anxiety isn't doing shit to her. It's her thoughts about her patient's anxiety. Client number two, she just got an amazing severance package with this corporate job that she had been working for years, but ultimately she took the severance package and she came to me because she wanted to heal her heart and a lover very unexpectedly appeared and she's really doing so much work on that. And I said to her, I'm like, well, you're kind of an interesting case because you're coming to me backwards. You came to me heartbroken. You've been doing all the work. And then this, you know, prince literally appears pretty much at your door. It's a great story. Maybe she'll come on the podcast to share it one day. And she's had to work through a lot of anxiety, adjusting to this new relationship, adjusting to a man showing up and being everything that she's always wanted someone to be. And it's like really bringing up a lot of old shit and waiting for the other shoe to drop. I relate to all of this as the same happened with my man when we met just over a year ago. And then, you know, we've really been navigating through that. And finally, I just said to her, you know, I want to start talking about your relationship with you. Great. You've had a break to yourself. You've been able to dive in, do a lot of healing and growing. But what makes you want to wake up and get out of bed outside of your kids and your friends and getting shit done and taking care of your dog and going on a run? Like, what are you waking up for? What is your purpose in life? What do you want? And she said, you know, I'm really interested in like finding a job. And then all this bullshit rolled off her tongue about her last job and corporate bullshit. And it didn't matter how hard she worked and she worked so hard and she got excellent feedback. And they told her, if you do X, Y, and Z, here's you're going to get these bonuses. And then she would do X, Y, and Z and she would get no bonuses. So she had all of these kind of resentful thoughts, not that they were firing her up. She was just like, oh, it just is what it is. It was just sort of her normal because she had been with this company for so many years. And then I'm like, okay, so no wonder you don't want to really go about your next job because you have all of this unresolved thinking around your last job and it's making you anticipate that the next one is going to be shitty, even just the way she was saying it. And her next job, what she wants it to look like, but she can't figure out what it is that she wants to do. But she was taking all this unresolved thinking and applying her thoughts from her, whatever, 15-year job and projecting them onto her next job, just like we do with our unavailable exes, right? And that's exactly what's also happening with my physician client. You know, we're cleaning up her heart and unpacking individual relationships. And then I get her to a certain place about healing on the past. But then she takes her past with these dudes. And then she has these negative limited thoughts about finding her next guy. Because she's even though she's cleaning up her thinking on the past, she then uses the automatic unhealed thoughts to project them onto her future. This is why looking at every single area of your life and why I have in the fall in love with you section, what's your purpose? I have a video on not thinking you're not successful enough. 
I have a video on your relationship with your body. I have a video on how you will think it's better with a man doing anything with a man, right? That he's going to be the enhancer of your life. But usually still there's so much dissatisfaction happening in all other areas of your life that you're not even realizing because you're like, yep, I got a job. I'm making money. Family's good. Health's good. But my love life. But really you're not doing the active cleaning up, the active up leveling that you could be doing, even though they're in great financial positions. This young doctor is like, you know, it's just the beginning for her in her career. And yet she doesn't even see how her automatic thoughts are keeping her in a constant state of anxiety. And my second client doesn't really see that her lack of cleaning up her thinking about her years at the last job is actually driving so much inaction and driving so much resistance around finding the next thing because she's just in this automatic state of assuming that it doesn't matter what she does, she's never going to be appreciated or compensated for what she's really worth. But the way that she does that is she cleans up her thinking. And then she even said to me, but what if it really is factually true that like, it didn't matter how hard I worked. There were so many other people, Claire, this is my favorite. No, no, no. I'm not the only one who thinks that there were so many people who worked their asses off and were told that they would be compensated. But the reality is we never were. And it didn't really matter. Like, what if that really is true? Like, I can't wrap my brain around it not being true. And I said, well, it's the same as me thinking that my narcissistic sociopathic ex is is a fucking narcissistic, sociopathic, like pathological cheating liar, right? But thinking about him and using my experience with him as I went to go find the love of my life wasn't going to serve me. So it was my job to clean that up. It was my job to understand my role in that relationship. It was my job to understand how that relationship ultimately ended up serving me. It was my job to understand how my lack of love in myself attracted someone else who was going to demonstrate a lack of love with me for me to get so much clarity, so much peace, so much authority on that situation and have that all wrapped up in a neat little bow so that I could move forward. And when I say wrapped in a neat little bow so that I could move forward, trauma is real. Trauma is trapped in the body. Trauma old residual trauma has come up in my relationship that I'm with now, not because he's triggering it, but because I associate danger with romantic love because of that traumatic experience. But what I ultimately mean is that I still believe trauma can be trapped in the body. Trauma can be triggered up even in your healthiest, best relationship. But my mind is very clear on my rock bottom relationship and all of the unavailable men that I dated. I mentioned in the last episode that I think that there are about nine guys from the ages of 24 to 38, nine significant guys, which I don't think is a lot. I didn't date them for long periods of times, but if I could add them all up, all the, all the guys I had drama over and, you know, keep in mind there were two years that I didn't date at all because I was so terrified and traumatized after that narcissistic abusive relationship nine years ago. But if we were to go down the line of the nine guys and anybody had any questions about, oh, well, what happened in this? And what was your role in this? And what do you think about that now? And how did that serve you? I would be like, it's this, 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 and this. It's so clear. And most importantly, my thoughts on all of them now are clean. There's no negative charge. There's no projection. Truly, before I called the love in my life, it was like, oh, all of these are understood. All of these are resolved. I have all the closure that I need on all of those. I see the pattern for what it was. I see my part in all of it. Clean, 
clear. And as I move forward, there's none of this projected bullshit or anticipation that I'm still going to keep attracting that. So that's what I offered my client. You have all this stuff that you haven't really cleaned up your mind. I'll give it to you. It sounds like it is true. I'm not very familiar with corporate America, but I've heard that shit like that happens. You work your ass off and it doesn't matter how hard and you're not going to climb the ranks and you're not going to get compensated the amount that you deserve. So what if that is true? How do you want to think and feel about it? One of the best questions I asked her is, why did you stay in that job for so long. In the same way that I asked my clients, why did you stay in that abusive relationship for so long? What does it say about you? And it sounds like I'm finger pointing or being accusatory. No, but I'm coaching you. I'm not coaching the head of her company. I'm not coaching all of the unavailable asshole exes. I'm coaching you to clean up you, to heal you, to call in the love of your life. And until those thoughts are cleaned up, you're either not going to do anything, right? So what my client was doing was I'm not even like that motivated for the job search because I'm kind of anticipating the same shit, right? And my client, my physician client, she's trying to like focus so much on cleaning up her love life. And she thinks like, oh, career is good. And rightfully so, because she's super accomplished, especially for her age. I'm so impressed. But the reality is her baseline is just being anxious all the time, right? She doesn't even realize that she's actually creating her anxiety, not her patients. So these are sneaky self-belief. So for those of you who are listening right now who think everything else in my life is great, it's just my love life, I challenge you to really unpack. You know, I even said to my client, um, the physician client, like, what kind of patients do you attract? And she was like, well, I think a lot of physicians like attract, you know, anxious patients. But like, Yes, sure. But I'm not a very anxious patient. I mean, when I thought I had COVID, I was like crying hysterically. I didn't even know about COVID at the time because it hit me in January, but I'm pretty convinced I had it. For sure, I was super anxious because I had never been that sick in my life. And I was testing negative for the flu twice, negative for strep twice. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? But I really feel like that was a call for anxiety. But overall, when I go to the doctor, I'm not like super anxious. I have this chronic cough. I'm not anxious about it, right? Like you could actually attract like cool patients <laughs> and not as not as anxious patients. I'd be curious when she shifts her anxiety about their anxiety, what kind of patients she attracts. You know, in the beginning of my coaching business, who was I attracting? I was attracting, you know, people that just were not that coachable because I wasn't a very savvy coach. Now the women I attract are just like, I've listened to your podcast for the last year. Here's my shit. Here are my blocks. I want you to just, you know, one of my clients, she was like, I want you to ride me hard. I was like, wow, very sexual, but I know what you mean and I'll do that, <laughs> right? They're, they're looking for the tough love and they know that if I say so myself, very sharp. And uh, I just got a testimony, a recent testimonial this past week from an amazing client who said that sometimes she thinks I'm psychic because I hit the nail on the head. This is the thought that you're thinking that is holding you back. You know, I said to another client this past week who I've worked with for a long time, she's such a hard worker and does so much work on herself. And I was like, I feel like you're just kind of in this state of mind about your dating. Is that true? And she was like, 100%. And she was able to pinpoint it, right? But it's like, she didn't come to the call saying, hey, I'm meh about my dating life, right? It's like, I call it for what it is. My clients want to rise to the occasion. They want the hard. They want their asses handed to them. Of course, with the utmost love, we always laugh. And I have a just, I really have such an up-leveled, clientele. And I'm really proud of that, but it's because I'm up leveled. So lots for you guys to chew on. Next week's episode, I have the most exciting guest. 
Her name is Victoria, and she is the other woman in my rock bottom relationship. Our rock bottom ex had two girlfriends. It was her and I, and Victoria feels ready and like it's time for us to have this really amazing, honest, raw conversation. She and I have become absolute angel friends to each other because nobody can understand a trauma bond than those who have experienced abuse from the same abuser. And abuse is the word, my loves. I think people like to diminish emotional abuse, but until I was a victim, I probably would have been too. Like, what's emotional abuse? If anyone tried that shit, I'd be like, fuck you. But uh, a fiery Irish woman that I am, I totally got sucked in by this guy's gaslighting and manipulation, and he's brilliant at it. I would give him that. And Victoria, too, got sucked in, and we are ready to have an honest conversation and share all the growth, all the healing and where we are now on the other side of it. And she's just so intelligent and her heart is so huge. I was at her wedding a couple of years back and I think you guys are really going to enjoy her and really enjoy the conversation. And I just can't wait for you guys to check it out. It will be released Monday, November 23rd, the day before my course, Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better is released. So again, make sure you're subscribed to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com so you are the first to dive all in, not just on your love life, but your whole freaking life. Almost 60 videos, my loves. There's so much to sink your teeth into. I encourage my students of this course to watch every single video, even if some of the titles don't relate to them. Maybe you listen to all of the podcast episodes here, even if they don't relate, because you will grow as a student of coaching. Your mind will grow, especially when you're watching videos where you're not emotionally triggered so that you can actually watch with an open mind and understand the breakdown of a thought model, especially if it doesn't relate to you. And then it will make more sense when you're applying the thought models to you that do relate to you. I can't wait for you guys to get your hands on this course. Thank you so much for all of your patience and all of your excitement and love that I have gotten from so many of you. It means the world. And I'm not going to lie. There's been a lot of blood, sweat, tears, exhaustion, physical pain, stress, and anxiety, all of it, full transparency, but 100% having just watched all the videos, it is worth it. And I just love you all so much and appreciate the loyalty and the love and the support of this podcast and of this work. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, my loves. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.